Hello and welcome. Welcome. To episode one of Known Unknowns. Welcome to our brand new podcast. It's called Known Unknowns. And my name is Carly Davis. And my name is Harry Sullivan. And welcome. Thank you for joining us for the very first time today as we explain unexplainable mysteries to you. Yes, that's right. That's what this podcast is about. Mm-hmm. Um, over the next few episodes, we're going to, well, actually, over the, every episode of this podcast, however long it goes on, we're going to mm-hmm. talk about, uh, um, you know, all, all, the, all the good kind of things. Spooky stuff, scary stuff, mystery creepy stuff, stuff, creepy stuff, conspiracies, all of aliens, it. ghosts. Mm-hmm. Who knows what we have in store for you? Just generally weird things. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Keep listening. Subscribe on all the uh, major podcast platforms. And uh, Yeah, listen wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram. Like our page on Facebook. Does anyone use Facebook anymore? We have a Facebook page. Um, visit our website, knownunknownspodcast.com. Um, leave us a review and rate and review on apple podcasts yes you should do that it'll get us up there in the ranks if you do it for the first uh if it's mm-hmm. our first eight weeks on apple podcasts yeah that's a critical time it's a for critical a time for podcasts is the first eight weeks of its existence mm-hmm. so if you don't if you don't really make is... a splash then you're pretty much doomed to live in obscurity forever yeah, so really get us on that chart, friends. Uh, and I thank you for listening and supporting us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so how was this week? It's been fine. Uh, actually, it's been pretty good. Yeah. Actually, this oh, week's yeah. been great. Oh, yeah, we did do stuff Like, the last week. couple of days have been fine, but the rest of the week was great. Yeah, what did we do, Harry? We went trip. We went trip. <laughs> we went on trip. Uh, we, we, uh, we, 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 A safe, socially distant trip in our did. same state, We didn't everyone. travel out of state. We didn't travel out of the country. We went hiking every day, so we literally interacted with, like, no people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No we... people. We interacted with zero. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> we saw some animals, and we saw some people on horses. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, we went. Uh, we we spent a few days. Yeah, where did we go? <laughs> <laughs> in in southern Illinois, at uh, 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 we were hiking around uh, sh- at Shawnee National Forest. Yeah, it was a fun. It was a really good time. It's a really good time. I highly, I highly recommend suggest it. it. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. really fun. Yeah, uh, it was. But we we so we, we 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 rented a car and we got a motel room for a few days and uh, we just uh, hung out down there in the woods yeah walked, walked around in the woods and uh Lots of hiking c- cliffs and rock formations and things yeah it was good it was really cool it was really pretty down there lots of trump supporters down there everyone they still have all their signs up <laughs> yeah there's no masks to be seen <laughs> luckily i was in a car when i seen them well yeah and except for when we like picked up food and went no don't well, tell them that. Right. Yeah, we would like pick up uh, food for like takeout and people would be dining indoors and even the waiters and like people making the food did not have masks on. 
and it made me very upset and everyone gave us very strange looks and yeah. no one liked us there. <laughs> no one li- everyone was who like was who are it? these fuckers with their everyone masks on? Everyone was nice to us. No. Okay. No. Not really. <laughs> Well, people harassed me in a gas station. <laughs> okay, yeah. People were so mean to me in this gas station, and they were, like, laughing at me and rolling their eyes, and I'm like, guys, leave me alone. I'm just trying to buy a gallon of water <laughs> That was before gas. we got down there, down there, We were in South, yeah, but we were, like, there. We were close to there. No, no, I, I know. I'm just... Trust me. I'm just, I, I... I guess it was. I guess the reason it was different is because that was a, that was like a gas station along the highway, like a service stop kind of place where like people were in transit. They weren't like around their home and stuff. They were in transit, so they like were confident that they'd never like have to see anyone again. So they could like they could be as rude as they want to you and stuff. Yeah. Whereas everyone like in town where we were staying, they were, everyone was nice. Oh yeah, everyone was nice. They just didn't wear masks or yeah. anything or follow the other things that you're supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to tell them that part that we interacted with these people, but we just got tested today. We barely interacted with anyone. Yeah. Well, I got tested today. It was horrible, but it's fine. They said something was wrong with my right nostril. Mm -hmm. They couldn't get the swab up there. So they said to uh, tell the next person who does it or my healthcare provider that... They can only swab my left nostril. And I was like, what? Yeah. What? what? (laughs) It's very confusing because I've gotten tested before, but they didn't stick the swab all the way up there. Mm -hmm. They just, they swirled the swab just in my, they didn't stick it up anywhere. They they just kind of put it in the nose and swirled it around a little bit and it just tickled. There was nothing... That's the only, and that was just with my healthcare provider. But today I just went to a free clinic mm-hmm. and they jam it up there and it yeah. was horrid. I'd been there before and oh. Carly didn't believe me when I was talking about how unpleasant it was. Because my she experience was... was just a little tickle in the nostril. Yeah, well, you, you, you didn't believe me that they did anything different. Yeah, there. I thought you, you thought, were a wimp. I thought I was being a little baby. Yeah, because... Yeah, you don't like being tickled, so I thought you were just being a, a wimp. I know. A wimp boy. Um So uh what do you have for this week? Oh, um oh. Are you still talking about stuff other than your topic? Yeah, I I wanted to issue a uh, a retraction and a correction from a previous episode that we did. Oh no. Um when I was talking about uh, the the curse of the bambino, I think it was um, the baseball curses. Um, I talked about an exorcism being done at Fenway Park by a a, a father Guido Sarducci, um, and it has come to my attention that Guido Sarducci is not a real priest. Uh, he was a character portrayed by the actor. Uh, Ed, Don Novello, he was a character on Saturday Night Live and stuff. Wait a second. Did someone tell you that you were wrong or did you yeah, find was, out? Yeah, when I was talking to my parents last night. No. They, uh, they, made, they made me out. They, they, they thought I was a real fool. I bet. A real f- uh, the, There was egg all over my face. Uh-oh. I mean, I don't, I didn't really like... I, I talked about him as if he was real. It doesn't really change anything about the story. It was all, I mean, I think 
it, it's pretty obvious that any anything done in relation to the the Billy Goat Curse or the Curse of the B- Bambino, like exorcisms and stuff like that, was done fairly tongue in cheek. Um, it's more. I, I'm embarrassed to have riffed on the name of a fake character. I thought I was making fun of a real priest, but someone else was already doing that. Man. Yeah, well, sucks to suck. Just goes to show that uh, you should not trust any of the information that you hear on this podcast. <laughs> You're right, though. <laughs> um, all right, well, do you want to get started? Yeah, we should. I, I should do that. We have I to go grocery shopping first. after this. Yeah, I forgot. And buy Christmas decorations. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, if you still, if you're still planning on traveling for Thanksgiving, stop. Don't cancel the plans. We just did. We canceled our Thanksgiving plans. Mm-hmm. We are staying in our apartment, cooking a turkey all by ourselves. <laughs> I've never cooked a turkey. It'll uh, be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah, we're and then we're gonna we're taking the day after Thanksgiving off of work too, so we can decorate for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. I'm be, looking forward to it. Me too. Good... It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's just all I wanted to say. Thanksgiving okay. is a stupid holiday anyway. Just <laughs> stay home. It doesn't even matter. You're gonna kill your grandma. You don't want that. Don't kill your grandma, guys. Don't kill your grandma. If you want to do something for Thanksgiving, go for a hike. Don't yeah. don't be around anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess that's 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 my suggestion. Mm-hmm. Your birthday is it next week? No, it's in. Is it next week? What when when do you think my birthday is? <laughs> it's on the twenty first. Is okay. that next week or it'll is it be, the week after? It'll be before our next episode is out. <gasps> Everyone wish Harry a happy birthday. It's Harry's birthday. He's old now. Old man. Old man Harry. <laughs> yeah, I know. Birthday's next Getting week. Getting up there. Yeah. Getting up there in terms of years and age. Yeah. All right. Well, now that we have that out of the way. All right. What are you talking about? I'm talking about, uh, I'm talking about, I'm talking about games. Like what kind of games? Like board games, video games, like tag games? I'm talking video games. Yeah, I assumed, yeah. Yeah, I figured you assumed. I saw uh, on Twitter, you know, that uh, Twitter account that's like Reddit relationship advice? Yeah. Like screenshots? Mm -hmm. And today I saw one that said, um, I don't feel my gamer wife pays attention to me or something yeah it was like i don't think i don't feel that my gamer wife pays attention to me and i showed him that and i'm like this is how i feel every day i don't feel that my gamer wife pays attention to me i gamer wife you are gamer wife <laughs> oh all right sorry continue you're talking about games i do it's, it's research for podcasts no it's not yeah no, it's not. So I can have cultural references. That is not true. Please stop talking. Unless right. it's to tell your story. Well, it's related to my story. So I like city building games. Like uh, Yeah, you've been building stuff on yeah, your computer. Like SimCities, SimCity 2000, SimCity 4. Uh, and my, my current obsession is uh, Cities Skylines. Okay. I don't know, it's a good time. Okay. Uh, you know, you like, it's cool, like, laying out, like, uh, aesthetically pleasing little neighborhoods and stuff and mm. 
have given people places to build houses along like the river and stuff. For like a solid three days, Harry was obsessed with designing our tiny house. Yeah. He's like, when we build a tiny house in the middle of nowhere, here's what it's going to look like. Uh-huh. And he was like obsessed with designing it. Yeah. And he did for like three days straight design this tiny house. That and I'm like, Harry. Never have the money to build. Apply for a job. No, I'm kidding. And he's like, no, Carly, I have to design our tiny house. <laughs> yeah. I get I get stuck. I get my mind set on a topic for one week. He does. And then I yeah. move on to something else. Then he moves on to something else. One day we'll afford our tiny house. Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully. Ho- okay. Someday, yeah. Fine. I, I hope so. That'd be great. Just keep going. <laughs> anyway. Um... You know, yeah, it's it's fun make designing uh, highway interchanges and making sure the rain, trains run on time and stuff. Okay. Um, there are tons, obviously, tons of uh, videos and video series on YouTube of people designing and building like their tropical paradises or huge mega city, like or just little like small little character filled desert towns and stuff. <laughs> And give them, you know, their little unique personalities and stuff. Yeah. But there's another side to oh, these no. games. <laughs> when the cheerful uh, music fades away and you take a closer look at the world that you've created. <laughs> what you see sometimes isn't the idyllic scene that you expected. Uh, sometimes, uh, like in this first story I'm going to talk about, uh, not everything is as it seems. There's ghost characters? Uh, I don't know. So I, I, I'm going to read a, a Reddit post. We're cool. going back to that all well from uh, user cities underscore aberration. Okay. And their, their, <laughs> their post title is, Hi, is this normal in your game? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi everyone. I tried to make a post about this yesterday, but my account needed to be 24 hours old before I could post. So here it goes now. Your account has to be 24 hours old before you make a post? Uh, on certain like subreddits, they like have restrictions to like combat spam and stuff. Got it. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. Anyway, I found this forum with Google after encountering something rather strange while playing Cities Skylines. <laughs> it has been a while since I played a computer game, and I used to play a lot of SimCity 4 back in the day. <laughs> My son told me about Cities Skylines, and before I go on, I would like to say that this game is great, and I really like it so far. <laughs> um, last night while playing, however, something weird happened. The sun had just gone down. I'm using the After Dark expansion set. And I was admiring my humble town with the free camera mode. I play on one of those maps with a lot of dense forestry. And as I was trying to get a good angle, moving myself as far from my town as possible, um, the music stopped all of a sudden. I was overlooking the treetops with only the town now illumi- illuminated. And as the music had stopped, I could now hear a faint sound, barely audible. It's hard to describe, but it sounded like hissing. Like the sound a TV produces when it's set to a dead channel. Hmm. When I then moved the camera, I noticed that the sound was directional. I zoomed out, and the noise was gone. I zoomed back in, and there it was again. Finding this quite curious, I set out to find the source of the sound. After searching in pitch darkness for a small while, rummaging through the trees, I finally located the source. 
it was a person. I have no idea how he got there, but in the middle of the woods, there was a single individual standing dead still. This is terrifying. As far as I can remember, he was facing the city, and I don't think I would have found him if he wasn't for some reason slightly illuminated. I zoomed in on the guy, and the volume went up. This is perhaps what I found the most odd, though. When I clicked on him, the face icon was a red frowny one, and his name was written in a strange font, almost like someone had cut the characters into pieces with a pair of scissors. I exited the game, and when I booted it up again, he was gone. What? (laughs) Why would you exit the game? (laughs) That's how he gets out. (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) So he gets out of the game. If you, yeah, if, you, if honestly, if this is part of the game, I'd like to disable it, as I found this feature a bit unsettling. <laughs> this person, I believe this person, too. They're so pure. I know. I tried using the search bar here, but I wasn't sure what to search for. If anyone knows how to remove him, or it, or at least prevent him from coming back, I'd appreciate it. As I said, other than that, the game is wonderful and fun, even for an old pap. Thank you. An old pap. <laughs> With, like, how... That's, I mean, that is creepy if you're just like trying to like out in the, out in the woods far away from your city, there's just one random person where you can't, where their name text is like all like (laughs) scrambled up and they're, they're, they're staring at the city, just make, emitting a little ecstatic hissing sound (laughs) and glowing. Harry, I would be like. Harry, when did you get on my computer to freak me out and add this man? Can you make people in this game? Um, no. I don't think. No, are you serious? I mean, there are like, there are, there are little people going around and stuff. But you can't like make people? I don't think so. And there might be, there might be like, it might be possible to like add like a design for a person, but I don't, I mean, it doesn't, I don't think so. Okay. Okay. You might be able to like customize little people design they're really little like little people though so it wouldn't be getting you too much to do that okay <laughs> keep going i'm interested Sorry, well that was that was just um i don't know people's reaction <laughs> the first comment is i'd recommend a clean reinstall if it happens again or an exorcist probably an exorcist <laughs> yeah me too though um the uh yeah uh, it's, i mean it's probably probably just a a bug or a glitch caused the pedestrian to walk away from the town without despawning. Or maybe mm. it was a bug or a glitch that caused a pedestrian to become a serial killer and walk away from the town. Dun, dun, dun. Wait, what? Are you Nothing. serious? I don't know. No, I don't. Oh, <laughs> they I thought, didn't say that. I thought they reposted like in the next day and were like, so... People are dying in my town now. They're being murdered. And I'm like, what is this game? No, no, that's not. That's It's just a weird, it's just a very weird little glitch that happened in this game and made a little creepy thing happen. Oh my God, that is so creepy. Because the like scrambled up letters thing does like happen sometimes if I'm like looking at a neighborhood and there's like sometimes a little glitch and it doesn't like, the name doesn't load correctly. Oh. So that's what that is and 
sometimes I have, I, while well, I've been playing the game, I have just seen a truck, like a, like a semi truck, just driving through the sky, like a hundred <laughs> feet off the ground, just without any roads, just going toward the edge of the map. So sometimes things go wrong. They're yeah, a little, but that's creepy. Bugs and that, but this is an ex- especially creepy one. Yeah, that's really creepy. It's really, I love it. All right, keep going. All right. Um, so uh, I've got one more story. One more thing to talk about. Okay. Um, but it's not just the things that we can't control, the the things going wrong and the simulation doing its own weird thing. Um, sometimes everything goes exactly as planned mm-hmm. and is kept fully under control. What that planner what the what the what the planner does with that control is another matter. Um, in July of 2010, a young man named Vincent Okazla uh, uploaded a video to YouTube in which he showed off the city that he'd made in the 1999 game SimCity 3000. Um, it was the culmination of a project that took nearly four years of meticulous oh planning, gosh. testing, and modeling. Uh, Okazla's goal was to make the most efficient city possible in, the, in SimCity 3000 and reach the highest population that be, could be squeezed onto the grid the map oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> um the finished product magna santi is home to six million sims um the video showcases the city laid out in a pattern inspired by the buddhist symbol the wheel of life and death and the plans that lead up to it um it showcases them in a deeply unsettling style uh, blood red t- titles on black backgrounds subliminal message style flashes of arcane symbols uh, intense operatic uh, music. It's part Koyana Skatsi, part horror movie. Um, uh, it evokes, um, in order to evoke the dystopia created in the service of this single-minded march toward progress. Um, so he, he, in order to create this uh, <laughs> pop, this massively populated city, uh, life in Magna Santi. Uh, cannot be fulfilling for its Sims. Um, Sim, a quote from an interview with the guy who made it says, uh, he says, Sims don't need to travel long distances because their workplace is just within walking distance. In fact, they do not need, they do not even need to leave their own block. Wherever they go, it's like going to the same place. Um, there are no schools or healthcare in the city. Um, the only way to get around, uh, there aren't any roads, so the only way to get around is by subway. Um, no one there lives past the age of 50. Um, uh, um, there's, there's, there aren't, there's not any, yeah, no schools, healthcare, or fire department, only uh, a, a police system um, to, to keep down crime. Okay. Uh, there's massive unemployment and, um, and pollution, but uh, no one ever, uh, you know, people, people get by. I wanted to read some of like an interview that the guy said. Okay. Um, uh, and where Vice talked to him in 2010 about it. Um, Vice says a question. I think most people's natural inclination after watching your video would be awe, followed by fear. Vincent, I am in agreement. That was part of the intent of the video for those that know, play, and love the game. Um, Not to presume you didn't have fun building and developing Magnusanti, but your approach to SimCity doesn't seem like you really treat it as a game anymore. For me, SimCity 3000 is more than just a game. It has evolved to become a tool or medium for artistic self-expression. While most games today are focused on destroying things and killing others, SimCity instead allows one to exercise the imagination to create and express. Many people say, oh, it's just a game, but they are mistaken. 
Um, what else does he talk about? Um, uh, bye -bye. Uh, Vice says, I have a quote from one of your Facebook status updates here. Uh, quote, the economic slave never realizes he is kept in a cage going round and round, basically nowhere with millions of others. Uh, do you feel that sums up the lives of the citizens of Magnusanti? <laughs> um, and you might want to set your Facebook to private, by the way. Uh <laughs> uh, uh, precisely that. Technically, no one is leaving or coming into the city. Population growth is stagnant. Sims don't need to travel long distances because their workplace is just within walking distance. In fact, they do not even need to leave their own block. Wherever they go, it's like going to the same place. Um... There are a lot of other problems in the city hidden under the illusion of order and greatness. Suffocating air pollution, high unemployment, no fire stations, schools, or hospitals, a regimented lifestyle. 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 This is the price that these sims pay for living in the city with the highest population. It's a sick and twisted goal to strive towards. The ironic thing about it is the sims in Magnusanti tolerate it. They don't rebel or cause revolutions and social chaos. No one considers challenging the system by physical means since a hyper-efficient police state keeps them in line. They have all been successfully dumbed down, sickened with poor health, enslaved and mind-controlled just enough to keep this system going for thousands of years. 50,000 to be exact. They are all imprisoned in space and time. What is this guy? What, why is he, he is, like this? He is. He's scary. I know. Um, uh, they ask, do you play any other games apart from SimCity? I hate to imagine what you would do to a family in The Sims. Um, he says, I used to play other games back in my school days, such as Populous, Age of Empires, and a few MMORPGs like Galactic Conquest. As for The Sims, I enjoyed that too, although Sims usually turn insane and die horribly under my hands after a few minutes. Uh, <laughs> this guy's messed up. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, according to Magnusanti's graphs, none of its citizens seem to live past the age of 50. Health of the Sims was not a priority relative to the main objective. I could have enacted several health ordinances which would have increased the life expectancy, but I, but I decided not to for practical reasons. Oh. It shows that by only focusing on one's objective, one may end up neglecting or res resorting to sacrificing other important elements. Similar, similarly, in the real world, if we max make maximizing profits as the absolute objective, we fail to take into consideration the social and environmental consequences. Anything else you'd like to add? If anyone's wondering, I'm not autistic or a savant, nor suffer from OCD or suffer from any other form of cl clinical mental disease or illness, for that mm -hmm. matter. Okay. <laughs> I don't buy that. I, I thought this was a really... Uh, I, I thought it was a funny, a fun project, and I like how the guy is plays into his role as a uh, maniacal yeah, he's dictator. He's a weirdo. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I'll put a I'll put a link to the uh, the video in the in the uh, description of the episode because every it is it's enjoyable to watch. It's cool. I don't know. Is that what you were watching last night? Uh, I, yeah, I think I watched it last night. Mm. It's fun to watch. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you got? Yeah, that's what I got. Well, that was it was good. short. Yeah, mine probably will be too. All right. Well, we had we went on a trip this week, so it was hard to do all this stuff. And then we went straight back to work. Yeah, we should have taken a day off after trip. Yeah, well, we didn't. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't my idea. So I guess I should have gone first because mine is about um, Bigfoot sightings in southern Illinois. Or trip. On the... 
uh, in the Shawnee National Forest. So we kept our eye out for Bigfoot. Did we see him? Um, not outside of that gift store. We went to. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't know that they were uh, home to a lot of Bigfoot sightings until we stopped at a little gift store and they had Bigfoot souvenirs. And a lot of gift- Bigfoot memorabilia. And like things outside. Apparently there's a Bigfoot statue somewhere down there. That, oh. Yeah. Oh, we, we should have seen that. Yeah, it's like a big that. Bigfoot statue. It's They call her... Uh, I don't know. They call her something, but it's a her apparently. <laughs> okay. And they, but uh, they had like ice cream at this place, so they had a bunch of like little wooden Bigfoot cutouts outside on the road, mm-hmm. and they were all like holding ice cream. And I bought a baseball cap with like an embroidered Bigfoot on it. Yeah, it's cool. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it was neat. But uh, no, we, I, yeah, I, I, did, I didn't see a Bigfoot. Did I you didn't see, see any Sasquatches? No, I didn't see Squatchy. Squatchy. I didn't see Squatchy. Oh, no Squatchy. No. So I have some Bigfoot sightings that I'm going to read to you. Cool. Um, if you are interested in looking up Illinois Bigfoot sightings, you can go to communitywalk.com slash Illinois Bigfoot sightings. And then you will find Bigfoot, all a list of all Bigfoot sightings in Illinois. <laughs> and then see so you can like i'm showing harry these are yeah. on like different websites okay so then this one is like the main one here i'll okay. show you so this is illinois <laughs> yeah nuts yeah um if you show all here are all the bigfoot sightings in illinois wow that's Isn't a lot that a lot there are a lot of bigfoot sightings more than i would have assumed in illinois I know, me too so, yeah, if you want to take a peek, I'm sure they have uh, Bigfoot sightings in other states, too, at, on that website. It's called Community Walk. I don't know. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I have... So, I just looked at Southern Illinois. I tried. I, tr- I found some, or I tried to find some in Shawnee National Forest because there's a lot of them. Cool. So, this one, I'm just going to go in the order that I have them printed out here. Okay. Because my computer's still broken. I still have to print my stuff out. But you're getting a new one. Yeah, I bought a new one. I'm excited. So, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) So, this one is report number 25,362. Okay. Submitted by witness on Tuesday, January 27th, 2009. So, the year... Oh, the title is called Nighttime Sighting by Two Witnesses at Trailhead in Shawnee National Forest. Mm. So year 2009, season winter, month January 22nd, the date 22nd, state Illinois, County Saline County. Okay. Location details. Directions were removed, but the location is in the Shawnee National Forest. Mm. Nearest town, doesn't matter. So (laughs) this is the story he wrote. I attended two Bigfoot, I don't know what BFRO means, but I'm getting Bigfoot something about it. So, yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, I attended two Bigfoot expeditions last year, the Oklahoma trip in September and the Missouri Ozarks trip in November. After those trips, I wanted to try to locate some Sasquatches in my area. There is a national forest close by where I live, and we've been hiking and camping there my whole life, but we never thought about Sasquatches possibly being in there. Since those expeditions, we of course began to think about that. 
Me and my dad have been scouting out this one area for a while now with Harold Benny, a BFRO investigator, and on our own a few times. BFRO stands for Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these all... um, So on the Community Walk website, I only have it set to Bigfoot... What is it called? Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization. Yeah, so it shows a map and it has like a pinpoint on each where where the sighting was. And then I have... So so I um, just have it marked as BFRO their website so Mm -hmm. sightings that have been recorded on their website so i own all the sightings are from the bigfoot field researchers organization okay (laughs) so okay um let's see thank you for looking that up i was confused um okay Let's see where I was at. Uh, BFRO investigator. His name is Harold Benny. And in our own a few times. It is heavily wooded and and lots of ridges and valleys and plenty of water sources, too. Tons of deer. Just seemed like an ideal spot. An ideal ideal spot for Bigfoot? I don't know. I guess ideal spot for Bigfoot. But it is an ideal. There are tons of deer. There are tons of deer. We had to get done by like 3.30 every day so we could make it back to our motel before 4.30 because there's just deer everywhere out on the roads <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, we like, wanted to get back before it Yeah, it got dark. Oh my God, we almost hit a million deer. And we're from central Illinois where there's also lots of deer. Like we're not like, mm-hmm. we know what it's like to drive at night in like mm-hmm. woody-ish areas where there's lots of deer so mm-hmm. we know that we have to watch out for deer but oh my god there's a lot of deer there yeah i know Whew. okay uh this was only our second time there at night we we went up the trail into some pines and built a fire and cooked some bacon and just talked <laughs> we stayed there for about two hours and did two knocks we weren't hearing anything and the wind started to pick up we were on a big hill So we decided to pack up and head back down the trail. Maybe try another spot or just go on home. We both had work the next day. By now it was dark with a cloudy sky and some stars. So we had our headlamps on. Mine was green and his was red. About halfway down we spotted in the pines. Oh wait, 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 no. About halfway down we stopped in the pines and he did three whoops just to see what would happen. (laughs) That's the call of the Bigfoot. Oh, God. As soon as we came off of the hill, it became still, so we could hear much better. We didn't hear anything, uh, anything after the whoops except coyotes. I thought I heard a long whoop kind of start off the coyote chorus, but I I wasn't sure. Mm. So we kept heading down the trail. I was leading the way, and we were about 80 feet from the trailhead slash parking lot. My truck's headlights were reflecting in my light. I was not expecting to see or hear anything and just focused on watching where I was walking. Then Dad whispered, Rachel, come back here. There he is. (gasps) He had stopped and was looking into the trees to our left. I turned around and went back to him. I actually thought he was talking about a coyote because we'd seen a bunch in the same spot going in. I looked to where he was looking and saw... Eyes. Big round eyes. They were shining, whitish green. Then Dad whispers, Turn your light off. And before I did, we saw the head turn. He looked ahead and looked back at us. We both had our lights on him, and we could actually see the outline of his head when he turned. 
He, it was rounded like a person's, and I could see how the eyes were positioned in front of the face. That's when it registered for me that it was, in fact, a Sasquatch. This all, this is all happening in a few seconds. As we flipped off our lights, he started to walk. I believe I took a step back and said, whoa, because he was so close. He was about 30 to 40 feet from us. He took some big, heavy, deliberate steps, about six or seven, moving down the hill. Then he stopped. Dad said, should I whoop at him? <laughs> he, yeah. <laughs> I said, no. I really didn't want to spook slash annoy slash provoke him. He didn't seem very afraid of us, though, or especially bothered by our shining lights in his face. So we just stood there for a couple of minutes, and I talked to him softly and whistled. As soon as I started talking, he moved, and then was still again. My heart was just pounding. I could not believe it. It felt like he was waiting to see what we were going to do. So we left quietly. What surprised me was how close we were to the trailhead parking lot, and also that he was right there and not making a sound. If my dad hadn't looked around at that moment, we never would have known he was there. There are They are so stealthy and smart. I do think he might have been on his way up to check us out. The wind was blowing his way, so I'm sure he smelled the bacon. I shined my light over the truck when we got home, and it had marks on it. And we are positive, uh, and we are positive we're not there earlier in the day. I took pictures. They look like finger swipes in the dust. I can't say for certain what made them, but they are weird. We are both very excited. This was our first definite Bigfoot experience in our own state. So they they did post pictures, and then uh, I didn't print this out because they were large pictures, and I didn't want to print it out. Mm -hmm. But um, at the bottom of this, it has who Harold Benny is and his history and, like, his Mm -hmm. work as a BFRO investigator. Uh, And then Harold Benny actually responds to this Uh and says about how, like, reliable they are. And then they do post the pictures, and there are swipes on the back of it. But it could have been from anything. But they were, like, big, yeah. But I'm like, Mm. they could have done it. That's true. (laughs) I was like, "Eh," you know. So that's that. Okay. What do you, okay, what do you you think about that story? I don't know. It was the first one I read, and I thought it was interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. It's I mean, the most compelling to me. If it's if it's if it's real, that's pretty cool. I know. Getting that voice to the Bigfoot. I mean Oh, there was also a note at the end. So her headlight was green and his headlight was red. You know how they mm-hmm. she mentioned that? At yeah. the end it said that he the dad saw the eyes were glowing red and she said it was glowing green, but mm. that's because mm-hmm. their eye their yeah. um headlamps. So I they see. were probably white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um Makes sense. So this one, oh wait, what? What do you think I didn't about know he it? Whooped. Yeah, I guess they whoop and they scream, also, and they'll knock back it if you knock. I uh-huh. don't know, it's weird. Also, I like how I like that they were uh, trying not to interfere with it too much. Yeah, they were good. Uh, they were I, like, turn the light off, don't yeah. shine it at them. I'm don't. glad to hear that Bigfoot hunters have re- I feel like they just want to see him. Bigfoot as they do other wildlife. Yeah, yeah I think they just want to see him. Mm-hmm. I'm glad like they didn't watchers. try to like shoot him or something. Yeah. Yeah. I like bird watchers. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Wouldn't that be cool if you think you saw something like Bigfoot though? Like if what I, would you I do? That would be very cool if I thought I saw Bigfoot. Do you believe in Bigfoot? If you No. Oh, okay. I don't either. <laughs> I don't really believe in Bigfoot. Not going to lie. <laughs> 
I don't know what they saw, but that's scary. That'd be maybe kind a, of freaky. Maybe a bear. Maybe. <gasps> yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> so this one is report number 24,975, class B. Okay. The other one was a class A. Okay. I don't know what that means. Uh, it was submitted by the witness on Saturday, November 1st, 2008. Okay. But the year of the sighting was 2008, October 21st, Illinois, and in Hardin County. The nearest town is Elizabethtown or Iron Furnace, Illinois. Um, and the nearest road was Small Country Roads, I cannot say offhand. Okay. Uh, the title is Family Experiences Large Rocks Being Thrown and Hear an Unknown Scream Outside the Shawnee National Forest. Ah. That's why it's a Class B. Yeah, so they don't see it. Class A is like you see it, I assume. Mm. So my in-laws own a couple hundred of acres that butt up against the Shawnee National Forest in southern Illinois cool yeah. uh, there were about 12 to 15 of us gathered around the fire pit chatting around 9 p.m it was completely dark at this time my wife's uncle myself and her cousin were helping set up a telescope to see the sky mm. as we were doing so we heard a large object in the woods nearby about 50 yards away we were on alert because there had been a 280 pound mountain lion shot in the area just weeks before our visit to the family property Wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I wish we saw a mountain lion. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> we kept shining flashlights into the woods, but saw nothing. As we continued to set up this telescope, we had a big rock thrown in our direction. <laughs> How freaky would that be if someone was throwing rocks at you? Or something was throwing rocks at you? I picture a monkey, like in the trees, just like throwing, <laughs> just throwing rocks, rocks at them. <laughs> yeah. We all looked at each other and thought the people around the pit had thrown it, but then realized that none of them were dumb enough to do so, seeing that we were setting up a $10,000 telescope, and they wouldn't want to hit it. I mean, Also, yeah. why would your family members throw a rock at you? <laughs> you hope they're not that dumb. Yeah. That's... About five minutes later, another rock landed our, in our direction. <laughs> we heard the sticks and leaves moving, but saw nothing in the woods. We didn't have the most powerful flashlights, but you have a $10,000 telescope? But you can't afford a powerful <laughs> flashlight? Well, they didn't have that out at the time. Okay. I don't buy it. Uh, but also, the woods are very thick and deep. This time, about two or three minutes later, a third and final rock came flying in, closer to our location. I'd be terrified if something <laughs> from the woods was throwing rocks at me. Yeah. I'd be like, stop. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Um, we saw nothing but heard something large moving through the woods. We had three dogs with us, and they never once showed interest in the woods, <laughs> although we were dead tired and laying around the fire to keep warm our, uh, to keep warm themselves. Oh, they were dead tired. Okay. We went back to the fire pit, and everyone claims to that no one had thrown a rock in our direction. Later that night, around 1 a.m., we heard a loud, high-pitched scream. As avid hunters, none of us had heard that type of scream before. I have heard recordings of supposed Bigfoot screams, but I can't recall if that's actually exactly how it sounded. I just remember it being a high-pitched scream. The next day, I went looking for footprints, but the leaves and coverage was so thick I really couldn't make anything out. I'm not claiming to have seen a Bigfoot, but you might want to check the area out if you guys do searches. I have seen one or two other reports in the Shawnee area. It might be worth checking out. 
In the years I have been visiting this family land, this is the first time I have experienced this. Also noticed, they were good-sized rocks, not the size a person could throw, 30-plus yards or so. The distance from the fire pit to the location from where we were setting up the tent. 30 yards? That's a long ways. Yeah, they said 30 yards was the distance from the fire pit oh, to the, the location okay. where they were setting up the telescope. Okay, I got it. So, like, they would That's, have had to throw they would have it had to, okay. 30 yards. I thought they were saying that they were thrown 30 yards. They were thrown 30 yards, yeah. That's what they were saying. Oh. They were saying uh, the rocks were thrown 30-plus yards oh, or so. Okay. Because it. that was the distance that they were being thrown from. Got it. Um, two other witnesses... Uh, there were two other witnesses, but I said nothing to them about it being what it described as typical Bigfoot or ape behavior. As for the scream, when I said, what are the chances of that being a Bigfoot? People laughed, as I would expect. Uh, it was, it was from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. It was pitch dark, clear skies, about 40 degrees out, lots of frost the following morning. Uh, and so, yeah. Um, let's see. Follow-up investigation. So they usually follow... A BFRO investigator usually, like, follows up with the family uh-huh. um, about it. What did this one say? So follow-up investigation reported by Stan Courtney. I spoke with the witness by phone. Unknown sounds in the night alone are not conclusive evidence. However, the rock-throwing incident along with the unknown scream does seem to indicate that this could have been Sasquatch activity. That's what he has to say about it. So they, like, follow up with them, the uh-huh. investigators do on this website, and then you can see what their reports are on okay. it. So about Stan Courtney. Stan Courtney has a special interest in wildlife audio recording. He has attended numerous BFRO expeditions. See Stan's blog, stancourtney.com, for recordings he has collected over the years. Stan Courtney can be reached at illinois at bfro.net. Okay. <laughs> Just letting y'all know. <laughs> okay, if you want to... Do you want to reach out directly to him with a Bigfoot sighting? Yeah. I got to go to the bathroom. Hang okay. on. I'm going to stop this real quick. Okay. So we have another Class B report. Okay. Is this so, more rock? Is so? Or, uh, anyway, just on the, on the last one, rock throwing, that's a common Bigfoot behavior? I don't know. I'm okay. assuming they think that a large creature threw giant rocks at them. I guess so. Yeah. I don't know if that's Man, a common some thing. kids with a trebuchet. Okay. Uh, this title is Youth Has Pre-Dawn Encounter on the Way to Deer Stand near Mitchellville. It was 2005. Fall. November 18th. Illinois. Saline County. Location details 8 miles south-slash-southeast of Harrisburg, Illinois, 2 miles south of Smallburg, called Mitchellville, at the edge of the Shawnee National Forest. Okay. So... So the, the witness names have been changed for privacy. Note that. My name is Jim. <laughs> he starts out with his fake name. <laughs> My name is Jim. And I've reported a vocalization experience which happened approximately 11, 11 years ago in this same area. Mm. Regarding this following report, I'm submitting it on behalf of my nephew, who is the primary witness who experienced the sighting. I've discussed this experience with him and questioned him at length about his sighting. I can confidently endorse this young man, knowing him to be intelligent and level-headed with no previous history of exaggeration or embellishment. He is 14 years old. 
a high school freshman and has lived in this area since his birth. However young, he has a substantial amount of hunting and wilderness experience, and he's familiar with the wildlife of the area. He contacted me by phone on the evening of the 18th to discuss his deer kill, along with his unusual sighting of the morning. Mm-hmm. I followed up with him uh, him in person today, November 19th, 2005, to reconfirm his account prior to posting the report to your organization. His account follows, quote, my name is Jason. Fake name. <laughs> why, why would they even why men- bother? I know. I'm like, you didn't have names. to name name anyone. Okay. In the early morning hours. It doesn't make any sense. The names are unnecessary to change because they're unnecessary to put in. Just omit the names. I know. <laughs> Just don't put him in there. Oh, man. In the early morning hours of the 18th of November, prior to dawn, a 14-year-old high school freshman boy from Southern Illinois does not speak like this. No, he doesn't. I, I prepped my hunting gear and left my house. My deer stand is approximately 600 yards behind my parents' home. Directly behind our house is a large open field with an estimated 250 yards east to west and 500 yards north to south. (laughs) The perimeter around this area is medium-growth forest. Oak, silver maple, elm, sassafras. I was walking back to my stand on the far edge of this field along the edge of the forest's forested tree line i had parked my atv at the tree line and began to walk the rest of the way back and was carrying a flashlight and 20 gauge remington express shotgun <laughs> i tactically ascertained a yeah. uh, a, a, a target mm-hmm. as i approached a turn in the tree line i immediately saw something walking toward me <gasps> at a distance of about fi- 45 to 50 feet i could only make out a dark silhouette at first, I thought it was not, I thought it was my uncle who was also hunting in the area behind my house, but quickly realized that it was not my uncle for several reasons. One, it had no orange hunting vest. Two, it was extremely large. Stranger and, danger. And three, as soon as I saw the creature, it evidently saw me and turned quickly, then ran into the tree line towards my tree stand. Again, it was extremely large. Unfortunately, it was too dark to visualize any specific features. No 14-year-old boy talks like this. I don't believe this. Okay. It was definitely walking on two legs, and it was entirely too fast to be my uncle. Oh, wait. Okay, but the silhouette seemed to be approximately seven to eight feet tall. Did I say that? I don't know. Um, my uncle is a coal miner who has an ankle injury and cannot jog or run at this time. I think this uncle wrote this. (laughs) I didn't have any time to shine my flashlight on it or pull up my shotgun to take aim. Why would you shoot it? Yeah. Okay. Shoot a thing that you think is, could possibly be a human. Yeah, I know. (laughs) The entire sighting lasted approximately 10 to 15 seconds, possibly shorter. I didn't notice any smell before or after the sighting and didn't hear any sounds. The creature moved with unusual unusual quietness and stealth. I also heard no footfalls as it ran, but I realized that I may have been too shocked to notice sounds. 
I then moved to my dear stand where I got up into the stand as fast as possible, then called my mother to let her know that I had made it to the stand and told her about the sighting. <laughs> also noticed, cold morning, light wind, just prior to daybreak. Other witnesses? Two individuals total. Primary witness was alone, traveling to the deer stand. Accompanying witness was approximately 300 yards away, traveling to another deer stand. Mama, uh, I saw a Bigfoot. Mama, I saw a Bigfoot. Uh, so, let's see here. Follow-up follow up investigation report by BFRO investigator Stan Courtney. Yeah, I should have printed out the other... Because, like, the guy they mentioned in the first story followed up with them. And there was, like, a very long follow-up. So, Stan Courtney. I spoke with the witness by phone and can add the following details to the report. He said that although the lighting was poor, he was still able to tell that the animal was very tall, bipedal, and had an athletic build. The hair was dark, black or brown, or dark brown. It was too dark to make out any facial details. The witness and his family heard vocalizations five years earlier in the same area. Hmm. I think I have one more. Okay. Sounds like he uh, almost shot a dude to me. I know. I know. (laughs) Me too. Um, Let's see. So this is report 37,972, a class A we have a class Ooh, A and end it. Class A. Uh, That's the, cl- the class A alert, guys. Mm-hmm. The title is Nighttime Observation Involving a Pond on a Farm Near Metropolis. Okay. So, the year, 2010. Summer. September 5th. September 5th, summer? I think they're lying. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah I guess that's... that's summer, yeah. State, Illinois. Massac County. Location, fruit farm on a pond. I want to live on a fruit farm farm on a pond. pond. Yeah, that sounds great. Okay. So this one's the the only description. (laughs) What he puts is, too long to describe. (laughs) If you could contact me, feel free to do so. There was three people that saw the entire thing. There is more than three sightings on this property. Also notice tree knocks and roars. Other witnesses, five others have seen it. Okay. Other stories? No. Time and conditions? Night might have been 5 million candela spotlight at three, 30 yards till batteries ran out. Environment? Just come to see it. If you don't see or hear, I will be surprised. <laughs> but okay. That, uh, but the, okay, the so follow-up the follow-up investigation was also done by Stan Courtney. I got it. So the following is an interview by phone with the witness. His first name has been changed. I also contacted one of the other witnesses. So Stan asks, can you explain what happened? My name is John. So Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, me and three other people with a 5 million candle watt spot lighted one at, (laughs) at about 30 yards in a pond. In a pond. It was Labor Day weekend, 2010. That was the last time I actually saw it. Me and two other friends were sitting on the front porch. My mom and the whole family was at the farm. We have a big farm in southern Illinois. We only go to it. It's like a family getaway or retreat. People are only down there for four or five days at a time, and it's 40 acres. It has a big apple orchard on it and a farm pond. About 35 acres is an alfalfa and clover. 
is in alfalfa and clover. We have been out on the porch, but me and one of my friends, we had been out on the porch, but me and one of my friends went inside. His girlfriend was out on the porch. She ran out inside and said, hey, something just flashed in the pond and it was making all kinds of noises. So I grabbed a big spotlight. It's a big five million candle watt spotlight. I shined it on the pond and saw it in the corner. We walked all the way to the edge of the pond and watched it go down in the water, meander around, pick, pick stuff up. It was about chest deep in five and a half foot of water where he was standing. Oh, interesting. It would, it would bend over, pick something up, and like chew on it, put it back down. He watched it until, we watched it until the batteries went dead in the spotlight. Then we heard a splash, then tromping through the woods. Then we heard boom, 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 and then a real loud bellow. Then behind the house in the woods, there was another boom, 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 and then the bellowing sound. Uh, it did it back and forth. It did it back and forth two more times. What I saw last year, what I saw when I was younger, and what my brother saw. This is more than just a coincidence. I am an avid deer hunter. I am in the woods day in and day out, all day, night, everything. I don't go to the woods alone anymore. When I go to my deer stand, one of my buddies walks with me and waits until I get up in the tree and they go to their deer stand. I do not go into the woods after dark. I spent 17 years in the army. Short of thermal, I've got the best night vision money can buy. Just so I don't run into one of these things in the middle of the night. Because I know they are there. I know they exist. I've seen them with my own two eyes. Whew. Wouldn't that be creepy, though, if you saw a big furry man, like, standing in your pond and then he was, like, just kind of moving around? Because he's saying he just watched this guy for a while. Yeah. Watched this Bigfoot in his pond. <laughs> mm -hmm. Stan asks, if you put the spotlight on it, why did it stay there? Tom, it stayed right there because it was chest deep in the pond. It did not run off. <laughs> okay. Stan, did you see it come out of the water? Tom, no. The light died and we went back into the house. We only saw it in the water from the chest up. You could see the arms, shoulders, and head. As a child, I was never allowed to go into the woods behind our house. Stan, how far were you from the animal? Tom, I am guessing 35 to 40 yards. He was chest deep. You could see the top part of his pectoral muscles. And when he turned around, you could see where his fur split on his back where his shoulder blades would be. He was foraging. Take four or five steps, bending over like reaching down. We would pull something out of the water and then and then he would gnaw at, gnaw at it. Stan, what color was it? Tom. Well, he was wet, so he looked very dark brown and black. Stan. And how tall? Tom. Probably eight and a half feet tall. There was about three and a half feet of him sticking out of the water. The next day, I took my John boat over there and measured the water depth at five, five and a half feet deep. And what about weight? Uh, Tom, probably well into 350 pounds, maybe closer to pushing 400. It was really, really wide. Uh, his arms were huge. Stan, and how long did you watch it? Tom, until the spotlight died. <laughs> Yes, Tom, but how long? How long, how long was the spotlight alive? Uh, Stan, did it look at you? Tom, 
Yeah, turned around and looked right at the light. You could see his eyes and face and everything. You could see everything on that creature from his hair to his armpits and his dark brown skin underneath. His armpit was a little lighter than the rest of his skin. I mean, you could see everything. Stan, when did you hear the sounds? Tom, within 20 seconds of us hearing it come out of the water. Yes, then we hear boom, 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 and then a roar, an ungodly roar. And then from completely on the other side of the farm, there was a boom, 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 and then the same roar. We have had four game cameras up there on the place, and all four game cameras have either been chewed up, smashed, where even the SIM card could not read or completely disappear. Cannot, yeah, read or completely disappear. I went and bought the M80 Blackout Moutry and was that has no flash thinking that if I am going to be out with this thing wait thinking that I am going to be out with this thing it's gone I went through $400 worth of game cameras in that piece of property and the three that got smashed were smashed to obliteration obliteration <laughs> is that a word? yeah Okay. Stan, the odd part of the encounter is that the animal did not attempt to leave when the spotlight was on. As soon as the spotlight lost its power, the animal left the water and started vocalizing. Perhaps the animal felt like it was less exposed by staying in the water. Uh, The witness also submitted another report. See report number 39,569. Uh, that's it. That's it? Okay. Yeah, that's all I got. Hmm. That okay. got us to an hour. <laughs> okay, great. What? Nothing. <laughs> what? That's the known unknowns guarantee. <laughs> It'll get you to an hour. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> Not <What>? even that. <laughs> we will record. We will. Yeah, we will record. Something. All almost all the time almost an hour oh (laughs) almost every week yeah um (laughs) so what do you have to say for these bigfoot sightings i thought they were interesting yeah it's it's interesting yeah i don't know what to uh what to think about them okay because like i mean i want to say it's like a bear or something sometimes they're big and they are in all areas around southern illinois stuff yeah sure we but are, they don't really stand on two legs. They don't really walk on two feet. That's true. That's true. That's so. the weird part. If you see like a big furry creature walking on two legs in the forest, that's kind of weird. Yeah. I guess you could also say that um, like a big a big deer, if you see it like just straight on, it could look like someone walking on two legs. No. No? No. Or like a horse or something. I don't know. If it's like no. if it's not good visibility and you're just seeing it like from the front, you can't you can't tell like how how long it is or anything. It just looks like a no, no, okay. I don't I don't think so. Well, a then, bear seems probable to me. I think it's a combination of a lot of different things. Some of them are some of them are bears. Some of them are other big animals. Some of them are some people. Of some of them are people. Some of them are <laughs> just completely made up. Oh. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> All right. I mean, I don't know. What did What did you think about them? What did I don't know? They were do good. You, would, do you buy any of them more than you buy others? Do mm. any of them intrigue you more than the others? The first one was interesting. 
the the one where they were hiking or whatever. Yeah, they were just like they made bacon. Yeah, they made bacon. They're camping and stuff. That one was fun. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe the one with the 14-year-old boy because no 14-year-old boy talks like that. Yeah, I know. So I don't believe that, that one was... at all. I think his uncle totally made, or that guy totally made that up. Yeah, or maybe, yeah. The kid said something and uh, the uncle decided it was Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, my Captain Crunch this morning, like, slashed the inside of my oh, I'm sorry. mouth there's like a huge gash in it oh so i'm like messing with it okay huh. all right well that's all i got all right are you ready to end it yeah this has been i've been harry i'm still carly and this has been known unknowns proud to be the official podcast of the chrysler motor company because it's weird out there bye, bye.